This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, my co-host, Jared Morgan. G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, doing well. We're we're having a rare rainy day here in Southern California. We are. Uh, oh, that's good to hear. I like to hear that you guys are getting rain over there. But um, we are having a. Uh, a very hot day here, what's planned to be. It's supposed to be about 35 degrees Celsius over here, which is over 100 Fahrenheit. Uh, so, And we're predicted to get up to 40 this week, which is definitely over 100. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's hot. Damn hot. No, do you, do you have the uh, where you're at? Is there humidity? Oh, that's yeah. It's like walking oh. in, a, in a, a, a steam oven. It's great. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes Welcome it wonderful. Yeah, this is pretty typical this time of year. Uh, we just get um, roasted and steamed. So it's a little bit like being in a KFC oven. So great time. Here's a, here's a question for you that uh, yeah. uh, obviously you can answer and I've not understood. So uh, mm-hmm. you guys get the uh, jellyfish out in the ocean. Yes. And uh, to be where it's a big thing of don't go swimming. Um, and it happens during the summer, yeah? Like when you would yeah. want to go in the ocean? Yeah. Well, there's up up north, up the north end of Australia, it's it's a tropical region, and there's a particular type of jellyfish called the irukandji, um that likes to hang around up there, and there's a, a box jellyfish as well. Both of those species are very small, and it seems that with jellyfish, the smaller they are, the more intense the right. pain threshold is on them. So, yeah, there's areas of beach up there in the more popular areas that are actually got jellyfish nets that are very small. And okay. um, they they will filter out most of them, but some of them will get through. You know about it if you got stung by one. I've never had the displeasure, but um, it's incredibly painful, searing pain like you've never felt before. And then you got to piss on it. Um, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't work. What we've been lied to? Uh, um, they say that uh, the the remedy used to be you pour vinegar on it, but I don't no. think that's actually the remedy anymore. It's something else that you pour on it now um either way you get those tentacles off as soon as you can and uh, because the box jellyfish it's venom is actually a neurotoxin i think Mm. so it's 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 a weapon it's an advanced weapon area weaponized jellyfish jellyfish. well weaponized jellyfish it's pretty (laughs) nasty stuff no am i correct though that that it is you have seasons of jellyfish like there's certain times where they're not in the water or is it year-round um, blue bottles, which are another type of, uh, jellyfish, um, they sort of sweep in usually around summertime and they're carried by the wind. They're sort of like a, a jellyfish with a sail on the top, basically. So they're like the pirates of the jellyfish world. They just drift around looking for a, a casual breeze and then they'll get blown on shore and there's a big, um, yeah, they close the beach. All these little <laughs> blue bottles wash up on the beach and you sort of, you can step on them, um, and they pop. 
So if they're washed up, but you've got to be careful not, of course, not to tread on their um, tentacles because then you're going to yeah. have a bad time. Yeah. They're not, they're not as bad as the box jellyfish, but they're still pretty painful. And once again, this has been uh, this week's edition of Everything in Australia Wants to Kill You. Welcome to <laughs> Australia. Please come again. <laughs> yeah. Makes me wonder if you could, what would a jellyfish pinball table be like? You know, I mean, would it be like just pop bumpers everywhere? <laughs> It'd be pop bumpers everywhere and um, long ramps, that's like habit rails that just go everywhere and like in and out of the back wall and like all over the place. And they have to have accelerated magnets on them so you could actually go the whole length of uh-huh. the habit rail. It'd just yeah. be maybe cool. maybe the uh, maybe the table itself has a little uh, electrical feedback in it. So you know when the little yeah. you know you got to take your hands off the off the flippers yeah. and you know that's the challenge coming through the lockdown bar. Yeah, because <laughs> that'd sell millions of tables, wouldn't it? That'd be great. Stern, get on that. Well, yeah. well, they they had those uh, machines uh, back in the day that were, you know, how long can you grip the handle for? Oh, and just, you know, yeah, they're just vibrators. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So it would be the same thing, right? You know, it's a little extreme pinball. <laughs> there was that one Elvin G pinball. I think it was Garage Band that actually. Yeah, had we just talked about that. Yeah. yeah, we yeah talked about that last week. Mm. Not electrical feedback. No, just <laughs> it didn't like, shock sort of you or anything. Feedback, force feedback, which is pretty right. cool. So right. if this, you know, you could do it. Um, you just hook up one of those massive vibrator motors that they have on the Gottlieb um, Premier tables, which are incredibly powerful, and just run those through up the top through like a solid bar, and then transfer the vibration directly up to the lockdown bar and the glass. Yeah, I, I still want shatter. electrical. Stuff. I want it to be electrical. <laughs> We were talking about at the uh, pinball show that there was that smell of ozone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little, of little singed flesh would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> come out of it looking like you got a fright wig on your hair just standing on edge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I reckon it would be an interesting concept. Someone doing like a, a mod of a table like um, that has heaps and heaps of pop bumpers on it already. Um and see what they could do with that and retheme yeah. it. I wonder what the most pop bumpers on a table is. I'm sure someone could probably, that's a good question, actually. You know, because, I mean, um, like, Adams has the five right there together, but then you yeah. get a table like, um, well, what I'm thinking. Slick Chick. Slick Chick actually has, it's an old EM, and I think right. they might be passive bumpers, but there's actually, like, no, I'm talking um, active. Slick Chick, and there's, like, in a cross. Yeah, nine. Slick chick okay. has nine according to Pinball Wiz, so that's pretty up there. Well, that's a, that um, is up there because I was thinking, uh, am I thinking Whirlwind that has six? Mm. Is that correct? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it has heaps. Um, yeah, yeah. I wonder what the most is. That'd be interesting. Where's our statistician? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stats. We need stats. That's you know, it, probably it, googling it as we speak. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we should ask ourselves a question in the chat room <laughs> to see. <if> we, <laughs> Uh, for those not listening to um, the, not joining us on Blab directly, we found this f- cool feature in Blab where you can actually ask questions in the chat and they get sort of pushed into a new area. Um, so if you've got a specific question, it doesn't get lost in all the um, the general message area. And we've been having fun with it this morning. So, yeah, we should ask ourselves a question. Fun in that we've asked one question each just to try yeah, it have. out. Hey, that's fun, though. Um, it is. It's good. Yeah, you know. Hey, uh, why don't we real quickly talk about the tournament that was just happened this 
weekend. Uh, yeah. That'd be the, the, the tournament of the month. Yeah, it was the final of the season. This was our sixth one. Um, give you some results here. Uh, winner of the tournament uh, for this month, uh, we played uh, Star Trek Next Generation, Tidoff, Earthshaker, and Terminator 2. Uh, and Voof took top spot, 49 points. Switch 3 Flip took second with 48 points. And Captain Bazaar took third with 44 points. Um, and that all that did change because uh, Switch 3 Flip didn't enter his score incorrectly. Uh, he kind of forgot the last three digits. <laughs> so he went, from, he went from having the uh, lowest score of Terminator 2 to having the Good highest up. score. Decimal points, they're yeah. important, you know. <laughs> yeah, they matter. Yeah, yeah going, from, going from scoring only uh, 1 million to uh, 1 billion, it does make a difference. Yeah, it yeah. would be really hard to score just 1 billion, or 1 million, 1 million? on um, T2. You get I thought about that as doing a tournament of, of who could the score lowest the lowest. score possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, select, you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to select certain tables where um, it – Scores no matter not no matter what, but when their ball drops, it is going to hit something, you know, on the yeah. way down. So that it can't That's be right. just one of those where you, oop, I dipped it and it didn't hit anything, and I did it twice, and then it drained, and I got zero points or you know whatever the minimum bonus is. Have to be something fun. You, know, like you could that. do it on something like Brother Pinbot, where you can plunge for a really low skill shot value, then have it go into the pops, and that right, would be and the going to go to the poppers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that would be so the random part. Be, that would, uh, yeah. Do that on that'd be that'd be kind of fun to, I think. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I think it'd be Talk about cool. short games. Mm. <laughs> it, it'd be yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Um, but the, thirty yeah, second games. Short. I like short games. Yeah. It'd be for the tournament for the time poor. <laughs> <laughs> what would that abbreviation be? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, and for the uh, for the season, uh, so yeah, coming in at third place, Great Dane. He had two hundred and twenty points. Uh, coming in in second place, Switch Three Flip with two hundred twenty two points. And then blowing everybody completely out of the water was uh, Pinball was 45B with 270 points. I mean, that wasn't even close. Um, no. <laughs> uh, Did I for myself, to... I took 8th place at 201 points. And Jared, you took 10th place at 194 I points. I still managed to cling in there at 10th. So that's, that's, that's right. okay by me. That's yep. right. And uh, we've got some pretty good pinball players in our little mini tournament. So yeah. I'm quite happy with bringing up the rear there at 10th. So that's good. Now, that means next month, uh, we will be starting from scratch. Everybody will be at zero points. There will be no seeding, no uh, top 10 players to knock off and get their bonus point from anything like that. Everybody starts from scratch. Um, that, though, has... So, we've done now a year's worth of Table of the Week. Mm, we 52 have, tables, boys and girls. Yeah. So For those that are maths challenged. <laughs> Although there were some weeks that we skipped, so it wouldn't be quite 52. Oh, yeah. That's there was, true. There yeah. was one or two times that we, we went ahead and skipped because otherwise Christmas, we would have. Yeah. Yeah, there's been. I mean, we just actually did a skip week um, this past week. Uh, there you go. So that's basically because otherwise we get sometimes too far ahead of uh, tables compared to yes. when the tournament is. And sometimes it's also that I forget to post a table of the week and go, oops. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I guess this will be an off week. Um, but anyway, I decree it to be an off week. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> but uh, what we do wind up with 
is that we only have, I believe it's 13 more tables to go, and that'll uh, catch us all up through Season 4. We won't be playing any Season 5 tables for Table of the Week, because that's kind of not the purpose of it. It's not to play the newest and greatest. It's Um, to go back through the archives. Go back through the archives, and on top of that, anybody that's on console doesn't get... They don't get any of the newer tables, so... No, they don't. No. Um... Or if you're like me and still haven't purchased the season, I still don't have any of the newer tables. Um, yeah. Are you waiting for it? To, you're only playing exclusively on Steam now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's available now. The season passes are available on Steam. Oh, absolutely. So I don't have a good reason other than I haven't felt like forking over the money yet. Um, mm. I just, you know, I've had other things that I've purchased and didn't, uh, didn't spend high priority. Yet. Yeah. yeah. So, you and know, of course, when, we've, got to, we've got to bear in mind those folks that are on iOS that just simply can't buy the season pass until right. all the tables are released in it, which right. is so annoying. Like, I really feel bad for those guys yeah. because it's, it's, it's a shoddy deal, but it's not much you can do about it. It, it would be the ultimate impatience. I don't think if I was on iOS, I could do it. I'd, I'd have to buy the tables each week and just cop the extra. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I could wait. I just don't. So with that in mind, knowing that we only have uh, essentially three months left of tables before it's, uh, you know, we're done with what we have, um, I opened up a thread on Pinball Arcade fans that was uh, basically, what would you like the future of Table of the Week, Tournament of the Month to be, um, options for continuing Table of the Week? Because... Uh, you know, our the size of our tournaments has been decreasing with how many people have been playing. The comment threads on table of the week haven't been as active. I can kind of tell there's a lot of fatigue. Um, I've heard from various players, you know, making comments of basically just like, Hey, I don't feel like playing anymore. Or I've, I've had my fill this or I'm burnt out on TPA, you know, whatever. Um, so I just kind of yeah. want to take everybody's temperature because, you know, see what, see what people are feeling. It's always good to sort of do a bit of a retrospective at the end of anything. We do it all yeah. the time in, in business and stuff when we're doing projects. And it's always good to just sort of take a step back and go, so what do we actually think about this? Do we still like this? Right. Because, yeah. again, this whole thing started strictly because when I went on to Steam, it was like, oh, man, I got to recollect all the wizard goals. No, but it was my yeah. whole thing was I couldn't care less about the tournament because I was burnt out on Farsight's tournament. Um, <clears> I, I don't like the way I don't like the twenty minute play unlimited amount of times. It, grind fest. It's a grind fest, and the same people dominate every single time. time. You have you feel like you have no chance of of topping them, and their scores mm. just get ridiculous, and it it just is not fun. And for me. I become obsessive during that week and that's all I wind up doing. And it just is not a week well spent. So <laughs> I don't, I didn't, I wasn't missing the tournament aspect, but like I said, my, my whole thing was, it was, Oh crap. I got to f- do all these wizard goals again. And yep. I tended to, uh, bounce around on various tables and they were always the same tables. And it was like, you know, getting me to do a table, say like going nuts would be pulling teeth, which by the way, I didn't do any of the wizard goals on because I didn't want to play the table. Um, but, but, get 250 uh, seconds on the clock. Oh I'd rather God. shoot myself in the face. <laughs> right. Like, sorry. But there were other tables. <laughs> that is such a nasty wizard goal. Whoever did those wizard goals should be right, shot in the head. Right. <laughs> but for like a table like medieval madness, which I do enjoy getting those last two wizard goals. <laughs> 
it was like, oh, I already did it on my PlayStation. Now I got to do that again. Oh, you know, it just kind of became a slog yeah, fest. So that was the whole point of me doing Table of the Week, where it was like, okay, I'm going to dedicate myself to this table and uh, do what I can in that week. And if I can't be on that, I'll probably have most of the goals, and at least I'll feel you know better than having no goals at all. So yeah. that was the whole impetus. And then because so many people jumped on board, it was like, well, hey, why don't we run a tournament and, you know, here we are a year later and, uh, you know, this is what it is. So, uh, yeah, so I put up a poll and I'll just kind of, I'll briefly run through the questions and I encourage everybody to go over to Pimple Arcade fans, um, vote in it. Uh, we've had 27 votes so far, you know, poster comments. I'm going to leave the poll open for a month um, before I make any kind of decisions of uh, what we're going to do. Just, again, taking taking the time, seeing what people are feeling. But uh, the questions are... Idea that you can vote for is let's do Zen table of the week next. Cause there's, you know, a buttload of Zen tables that can be gone through. Mm. Um, or we could, uh, let's see, uh, let's do pinball arcade table of the week all over again. So it'd just be you yeah. know, basically reopening the threads cause I've closed all the threads. Um, when, once we're done with them. Uh, so I just reopen them up and, you know, people could do what they want with that. Uh, yeah, that's actually, that's a very good way of reusing the threads. I hadn't even thought that you could just do that. It's a um, good idea. Well, that way the threads are, they never got stale with everybody's comments and it would be, you open it up again and it'd be like, Hey, I remember that thread. I was subscribed to that at one time and, you know, throw in some comments again. Um, mm. Then there's the option of let's mix Zen and pinball arcade uh, for table of the weeks. And like um, digital pinball a go-go sort of thing. Like Zen. Exactly. Exactly. Digital pinball a go-go. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, and that would be if we mixed it. I don't know if it would be, you know, one month of nothing but Zen, one month of Pimble Arcade. You know, who knows? Or or maybe there's tables that remind you of similar tables. And, you know, I don't know. It, it It's like I said, this is why it's in the options. Um, mm-hmm. Then there is let the community put together table of the week themes. So let's say, you know, somebody. The Lola you know, set, for example. Yeah, exactly. Somebody wants to do a Lawler set, but not just the Lawler set, but his disaster tables. So it would be, you know, Earthshaker, Whirlwind, Funhouse, which isn't a really disaster table, but it ties in directly then to Roadshow, which is a disaster table. And I mean, those were all bam, bam, bam. So, yeah. you know, if, you know, or like I said, all EMs, or maybe yeah. you want to do one of the trilogies, you know, you Jackbot, Pinbot, and uh, Brad a Pinbot. Um yeah. You know, there's any some way of making it fun. That way, the table of the week aspect isn't so strong, but it's the tournament is what you're thinking about, uh, essentially. Yeah. Um, then there was the option of, hey, why don't we stop table of the week, but uh, still continue with the tournaments? Um, and then the last option is, let's just blow this talk with Stan and stop entirely. <laughs> mm. So, And from what I can tell, no one really wants that to happen. I think they actually really, from what we've seen so far, the comments suggest to me, because I can't see the poll results, Yeah, but they seems overly, like, they want to have it continue in some way. Uh, they yeah. like the fact that, because I think at its heart, what it does is it actually does bring the TPA community together and mm-hmm. give them a focus, which, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've been around for a while now, and I think um, um, having something to sort of reunite us again is kind of good. Yeah. Um, if you do not feel like uh, if you're one of the our listeners that does not like going to the TPA fans uh, 
website. Please hit us up on Twitter at shut your traps at Jared Morgan, or more importantly, where it would probably get noticed the most at blockade. Uh, mm. Let us know what you want to do. Uh, continuing with turn of the week table of the month. Wait, I did that yep. backwards. Okay. See, this is the problem with my own acronym. I get confused all the time. <laughs> but yeah, just give it, just uh, drop us a note. Let us know what uh, your opinion is. If you're one of our uh, players and how you'd like it to go forward. Um, mm. There's been also some ideas with changing up the tournament format. I really don't know the, because right now the tournament software that I have that uh, Ksenia made for us works it's quite extraordinarily well. And it's quite specific in the way it exactly. works. I mean, exactly. There are, there are other things that I've been in the other podcasts that I've been listening to. There are quite good software programs out there that are meant for real pinball. And I'm sure you've seen some. Brackalope is one well, of them. Well, I tried, one. I tried some the first uh, two tournaments. And <clears> that was when I was complaining that it was taking me three hours after a tournament it was over to compile all the so, scores and post it. It was just, yeah. that was no fun for me. If I had been doing that for a year, I would have quit. <laughs> so, so the software the made it nice for me. The other one that I've seen, which is actually one through on one of the podcasts I listened to called the Coinbox Pinball Podcast. I've got a thing called Pin Portal. And it's, um, again, it is, they designed it for their league that they run because these guys are like hobby operators, but they, mm-hmm. they were making this thing. And it's pretty nice. It will allow you to do different game formats and stuff like that. The, what, the thing that it doesn't do, because it's not specifically designed for forums, of course, is it doesn't repopulate all the, the tables make all that sort of stuff nice, which is probably the thing that like saves you the most time. Oh, absolutely. Um, Cause all I do is copy and paste, drop it in and boom, it's done. I mean, I can literally yeah. get the entire tournament posted in its finalized format within mm. 15 minutes. Um, yeah. And that's really nice. And I the quickest I was doing it pr- previously, I think I'd gotten it done in an hour and a half. So the cool thing about pin portal is that it's all online. So, right. It, at any point, you can go on, and it's basically got like a web portal. Um, it, it stands up its own little website, basically, and you can just yeah. go on at any time and see who's doing what. So there is also historical record of what's going on as well. So it's pretty nicely featured. I don't know if the guys have released it outside of um, the US yet, but um, it, you know, moving forward, it might be something to think about if you want to switch up the formats because they just let you. Essentially, it's like. How do you want your format to be? Do you want it to be herb style? Do you want it to be um, pin golf and all those sort of different options yeah. that you see in Papa tournaments? Yeah. And you just select it and select your players and off you go. So so anyway, that's yeah. why it's one of those things where, uh, you know, polls going to be open for a month. We'll see what people are saying then. And then I can start uh, thinking about uh, what to do with the tournaments beyond that. Um, for sure, though, I will say this. We're going to do... We're going to stay the same as we have been for the next three months to uh, finish out uh, all season four. Um, Mm. Once that is done, then, I mean, it might wind up being a short season where we only do three months worth of tables and then start brand new afresh, um, you know, after that, or or, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's up in the air. So uh, please, yeah, drop us comments. Let us know uh, what you guys are interested in because we Mm. definitely are going to value that uh, those opinions. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, I wanted to, um, before I forget, I wanted to uh, mention something I saw that was new in um, Zen Pinball uh, on Android. So I opened it up the other day and um, 
they had a, a software update. And then inside the app, um, you actually have these packs now. So um, you actually have a Marvel pack and you have a, um, uh, a Marvel Pinball Bundle and a Marvel Pinball Bundle 2. So if you were new to the franchise, uh, you could get uh, in the Marvel Pinball Bundle 2, you get Thor, Marvel the Avengers, World War Hulk, Infinity Gauntlet, X-Men, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Deadpool, and Venom. Now that's a big and pack. Instead of, that's a big pack. And instead of paying, um, th- this is in Australian dollars, of course, so... Instead of paying $22.28, you pay $17.99. So you get five bucks off. So it's a little bit like a season pass that, um, uh, Farsight offer. And the Marvel Pinball Bundle, um, that's the sort of like first round of tables that they release. So that's Wolverine, Fantastic Four, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Blade, Fear Itself, Civil War, and Doctor Strange. Instead of $23.05, that's $17.99. So five bucks off. So yeah. Looks, yeah, I wonder what that is in uh, US. If it's still five bucks off, or if it's, it's more, probably uh, about the same. Because I think what they've done probably, is they've just normalized it um, for the, the exchange rate. So it's about you know, I don't know what that is percentage wise, but that's about you know. Oh. Well, that's good if you yeah if you don't feel like waiting for a Steam sale, um, get on that. Get it on that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, I thought I mentioned that. Um, the other thing, since we're sort of on apps and stuff like that, I wonder if now might be a good idea to talk a little bit about the um, the recent release of the EMs that um, Farsight put out. Um, what do you reckon about that? Should we touch on that now? Um, yeah, I don't have any additional comments than I've had uh, previous week, but go for it. Okay. So the beta, we've exited beta on Android, of course, because Farsight's released um, all the tables. And uh, there was some... Interesting things uh, come up in the the beta this time around, which now it's been released. You can I can probably like speak to a bit more. So one of the, the interesting things that they've done in this beta is on the Eldorado table, um, the Eldorado EM. They've put in some um, lighting effects, sort of, um, into the table. So before um, this table, there was no GI effects on. Um, on the table. So what would happen is if, if you've tilted the game, it would just look like it was still lit because we don't have any dynamic lighting. But on this Eldorado table, if you tilt the game, the whole table goes dark. Um, oh, that's what they used to do with like a uh, high speed. Before uh, DX11 came in, it was just the old lighting. They still managed to make the table go black. It was a wonderful feature. I love that. Um, yeah. I think this is different though because we don't, I don't think we actually have any dynamic lighting solution that I'm aware of. Well, no, it wasn't mobile. dynamic lighting. It was what exactly what you're talking about, though, where basically all the GI light goes out and the table kind of goes dark. Um, mm. So it was a fakey effect, but it was a really good fake effect. Um, yeah. That, uh, and I don't know. That's a good you'll question. You'll have to, you have to load up high speed and see if they added it to that table because that one I was the first one I, I know of it so. happening. I'm gonna to have to check that out. Yeah, right, because that would that would be the next logical table to put it on. Because that game's all about the light show. Yeah. Um and yeah, it looks just very um yeah <laughs> very boring on mobile because it doesn't have you don't have the um you know, the the full on blackout of the table. I will add that it doesn't like when you tilt on um Eldorado, of course, it doesn't really have it doesn't dim the screen or anything, it just 
knocks out all the GI on the table. So it's still top lit and everything, but it still looks really good. Like for us on mobile who don't have any sort of environmental lighting effects, it's a big difference. So right. have like go in there and intentionally tilt the table and see what you think. And then if you like what that looks like, then start sending the support requests into um, Farsight Studios and get them to add it to other tables you think would really benefit from it. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really quite impressed with that. It was quite cool to see that happen. They haven't put it in on Fireball, which I'm not sure why. Perhaps it doesn't actually... Uh, if There's you not a lot Fireball, of... Uh... Yeah, there's not yeah, a lot of lighting effects on Fireball. <laughs> no, because uh, when you whenever you hit a drop target on um, El Dorado, it blanks all the um, insert lights. So like oh, all the okay. pop bumper lights, it all just like it drops the the lighting on that. At least on okay. mobile, it does. Um, so yeah, that was just something I wanted to bring up. Um, I think there was something else as well with regard to the the beta that was surfaced in the beta. Um, so if you're if you read the instructions. Um, on Eldorado EM, you'll know this, but if you're just basing your um, your play of Eldorado EM off the Eldorado City of Gold, um, the pop, uh, the drop targets don't behave the same way. Thank you've God. Got to actually, yeah, you've got to drop all the drop targets, um, both lower and upper, before they'll reset. And I thought, I initially when I was doing the, the testing, I thought, hmm. I'll just check on that because I'm not quite sure. And sure enough, it was confirmed that you do have to have to. See, that was my main targets. frustration with, with City of Gold was I would knock down nine of the ten targets and then I'd lose the mm. ball and then they'd all pop up again. I was just like, oh, I was so close. And now I got to go through all that again. It was it was a very large frustration factor for me. Um, yeah. I, and but just I reading, on, the, reading the quick uh, responses. That people have been mm, talking about. Everybody is saying the exact same thing. They were like, "I'm never playing City of Gold again." Who knew that a reskin was such a valuable reskin? And then you know, all they're playing well, it's actually now not is... so much a reskin. It was actually that was the original. And, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. And City of Gold, yeah, is a reskin. But yeah, I think in some ways they've sort of bastardized the rule set a little bit with the EM. They thought, oh well, we'll because we can, we will. Yeah. We'll actually yeah. have all the we'll have the drop targets controlled per per ball. But it was to the detriment of the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. So interesting to see how they compare. Fireball, I did see one piece of feedback on the forum about Fireball, which is probably worth um, pointing out in the fact that the the key to playing that game is to have the flipper zipper um, draw the flippers together and then yeah. do a slightly staggered flip. And you can pretty much shoot the sources 100% of the time on a real table doing that. But the mm. physics on TPA don't allow you to do that at the moment. They they just, they don't let you do it. So it's a bit of a physics foible in okay. Fireball. There you go. Look at that. All, that, all those Fs. Mm. <laughs> just <laughs> a physics foible in Fireball um, that they might need to look at tuning uh, if they can. But Yeah, it might be yeah, one be of those flipper angle uh, deals too. Um I mean, especially since yeah. the flippers change angles completely, you know, from when they're zipped versus unzipped. Um, That's true. I yeah. do know. I, I everybody though has been. There's been pretty universal praise for this pack. I think has surprised some people how fun uh, both of these have wound up being. And that was my whole point with Fireball was that it's a different playing EM um, that has some different features in it other than just you know short stubby little flippers. Um, yeah. So it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, I know that one of the comp one of the complaints some people had was in the beta of it 
was when you first launched the ball on fireball, there's a, a skill shot up at the top where you yes. want to just fire it a little bit short and then it'll kind of loop around and then drop back yeah, down drop into this down. section. The three rollers, yeah. Right. When they first released it in beta, the ball basically hugged the top wall. I mean, there was Come like, on, did it? yeah, it was like anti-gravity and it was virtually impossible to make, skill the, make the skill shot. So they did something weird with the, uh, with the physics up there where essentially all of a sudden the ball became very heavy. Oh, okay. Um, almost Zen-like. <laughs> the oh, way Zen right. okay. But there was, a, there was a real weight to the ball suddenly um, just for that section. And there were some people that complained about that. And I was like, well, but who really cares what the weight is up there? It's all about can you make the skill shot or can you not? You know, yeah. And then the weight of the it ball changes elsewhere. I don't know if it was – I'm sure it wasn't the weight of the ball, but more of the, uh, the tilt, the angle that that yeah. play field section was uh, set to. To, to make it, but now it's actually it takes it, it took a little effort on my part to figure out the uh, the analog stick on my controller to successfully hit that pull but, that off. It's, it's a yeah because it was one of these things where it was okay. like I had to pull the analog stick all the way back and then slide it forward a little bit and then do a quick flick backwards in order to do it. You couldn't do it in one draw. It was no. yeah, it was really this is this is my problem in general with TPA. Uh, in how the plunger works on your analog stick, because mm. it's not a precise, you know, if you pull back the exact same mount every single time and let go, it's not going to always fire it the same, the same way. So you kind of got to get this feel pull it back to, to the it. Third notch, it does vary. I've noticed that as well. Like yeah. it's uh, like trying to do a, I have a lot of trouble doing the skill shot on brighter pinbot mm. because of that reason. And particularly on something like taxi, the skill shot used to be really quite repeatable on that every single time, but now I've got no chance of making it repeatable. It's just all over the place. Well, and Taxi um, should be one of those where it's the, the plunger is overpowered. You know, that yeah. should be the whole point. If you do a full plunge, it's going to go right past your hundred thousand, your hundred K and drop back down to the lower, you know, tier. That's right. And instead it's like, you might pull back and it'll only get up to the 75 and you got to do something really special to make it go to the hundred, but it's never going to go all the way around, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the same thing I would say is with uh, twilight zone, any twilight zone you find in the wild and you play that plunger is so light. I mean, like yeah. the, if what would normally be a full strength plunge, you know, you, you pulling it back away, you let go and on, on it's a very easy, just ping, you know, kind of thing. And there's a, it's a completely different feel on the plunger compared to other pinball machines. And I have actually yet- played a Twilight Zone when it was first released. And this particular one stock out of the, out of the box has a really strong plunger in it. So a really strong spring. Everything I've played and has a very loose spring. They would have put that in after the fact to make it easier. Yeah. The, when they came out of the box, they were a really strong, strong spring on them. Mm. And you really, you actually had to bump the plunger to do a skill shot um, on it and get, yeah, like sometimes, yeah, unless you just were able to get, like, it was like a fraction, like only I'm just doing like little fingers in the the lab at the moment, as opposed to like pulling it all the way back. Um, So, yeah. Because, I mean, I've Mm. I've probably played, you know, six or seven different machines in the past three years. They've all had the same kind of plunger. Um, There you go. That's that's interesting that, that, Makes me wonder then if Farsight's because theirs is a prototype machine. Mm. Um, so I wonder if that's if that's a case that they have a stronger plunger because 
but in general, I would just say they're plungers. They sh- there should be some variances. You know, certain games the plunger is very important, and other games it's kind of like eh, it's a thing. You know, I'm surprised. Um, that I'm sure that it is a tunable part of the game. Like surely they. Oh, would I mean, be absolutely, it should be spring. absolutely. Yeah, it's just a question yeah. of if they care too much or <laughs> right. Thing, before I forget, the other thing that I should really mention about um the EMs is I'm really disappointed about one aspect of them, no, and that, that is that they haven't got. EM sounds on oh, the yeah. flippers. I've raised it in the beta. I've got no response back from anyone mm-hmm. on the far side about it. And it kind of really disappointed me to go, yep, it would have been nice to go, yep, we understand that's important, but we're not going to do it because reasons. Um, so that that was the one big thing. And the other thing too is that on, I don't know if it's like this on, on Steam, but on Android, the... Um, the real sounds, so the mechanical real sounds when it ticks over, are grossly out of sync with reality on the table. No. Um, and it just it just sounds terrible. It's just so jarring because everything else, there's not much on that table. And a lot of the sound effects like pop bumpers, slings, and flippers are all in what they call the sound pool on Android. So they're instantaneous. As soon as the, the pop fires, you hear the sound. There's no delay. But then you hear the, um, the score motors tick away like... 250 milliseconds after the mm. um, the actual action on the play field. It's like, it's it's like it's coming from the past. It's like a ghost from the past. It's really right. frustrating for me to hear it. And I did make the point that, you know, it's it's one of those things with EMs. There's so little going on with it that you really, really oh. need to um, yeah. have um, the sound spot on because it's so apparent otherwise. So, yeah, that's a bit of annoyance for me. Okay. Hey, um... We're going to move on to a one other thing that has uh, popped up in the past week, and that, and uh, we're bringing in special guest here, uh, Pinball Wiz Forty Five B, because he's all about this. And uh, well, why don't I? It's uh, has anybody ever heard of this game called Pro Pinball? Oh yeah, yeah it used to be this yeah, game yeah. on the PC. It was uh, yeah. all the rage. Yeah, and it's slowly, so slowly they, putting uh, it out again in the Ultra Edition. It's. Yeah. Right, in the Ultra Edition, and uh, you know, with all the awesome, wonderful uh, whiz-bang lighting and everything, and I guess it's uh, just got brought up to my attention that it is available for, uh, I don't know, what, what, what would you call it, Pinball Wiz? What are they selling it's, it for on so Steam as? Right now it's on uh, Early Access. So it's, so That's it's not it, Early really Access. Complete yet, but they're continuously adding features uh, to make the game more complete over time. So here's the reason why I'm bringing him in, because he uh, texted me yesterday or messaged me in Steam and said, hey, it's out. Check it out. So I clicked on it and I looked and I was like, OK, great. And I'm scrolling down and all of a sudden I see they want 15 bucks for it. <laughs> 15 bucks. 15 bucks for one game, one table. It's not 15, 15 bucks on Android. It's something like mind, five. It's not something like uh, Pinball Arcade or Pinball FX2 where they release it all in bundles. Pro Pinball is basically. So it's basically. The quality of a real life pinball table, you're not going to feel it. You're going to have the feel of physics anywhere else. So that's. Yeah. I still think that's a ridiculous price for one table. I think they released originally back in the 90s. They had a price point a bit higher than that. Actually, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, and they used to sell VHS tapes for $75. But, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Now, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, fifteen bucks though. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like as as a um, a generation that's been brought up on mobile pricing structures, 
um, I think we're conditioned to the 99 cent app um, when we're looking at pricing. Um, and for something like um, Pro Pinball and certain other apps as well that are out there that aren't pinball, that actually give you longevity in play, um, 15 bucks is kind of nothing really. Like, yeah. particularly in the case of Barnstorm Studios where you've got that that's like one of their primary things that they're doing at the moment. That's their one tricked pony essentially. So they've got to price that thing um, accordingly. Like you think about um, the amount of hours, if you've been following the Kickstarter on that, the amount of hours and rendering time they've had to spend churning that thing out. And yeah, but you've still got to be competitive with all the other pinball apps that are out there. And the main two, Pinball Arcade and Zen Pinball. Pinball Arcade and Zen. They're both charging, you know, essentially five bucks. Uh, well, actually, Pinball Arcade is more expensive than uh, yeah, Zen when you think about it. Pinball Arcade, five Australia. bucks for one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's about three bucks typically. Um, and then Zachariah, yeah. Zachariah, Zachariah, yeah, I never I know how to pronounce it correctly. They're going to come out. They're going to be the same pricing structure as that, too. Yeah. So, I, you know, you're, you're great. You're wheeling out the Bentley, but, uh, you know, when everybody's driving around on the Hyundai, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're gonna get laughed at for that price. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think I do get what you're saying. Like, it's it is on the face value of it. It's like, well, fifteen bucks. Unless you're familiar with the franchise, you won't get it. But if you right. were right. like, if you were playing pinball back in the '90s and you grew up with the four uh, pro pinball tables, you would go fifteen bucks for like a completely re-rendered version of the game. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that particularly on PC, which apparently will be the first to get different angles as well. Yeah. So at the moment, there's one fixed angle, uh, but um, they're doing renders now, which you got to remember that when they do this, back in the 90s, this pre-rendered concept for the game was the only way they could push graphical boundaries uh, for pinball. Right. Because there was no way video cards could do like real-time rendering. There wasn't even OpenGL back then, or if there was, it was right. very primitive. So... The amount, the way they could do shading and stuff back then just wasn't technically possible. So they had to pre render everything. So while in today's landscape with the power of GPUs and everything they've got, it's pretty easy to turn out something like Zacharia Pinball from Ask Homework with a bespoke graphics engine and they can do real time lighting effects and particle shading and stuff. But if you want to stay true to the original, which is what Pro Pinball Ultra is trying to achieve, they have to stick with pre rendered. And that takes so many um, uh, Amazon EC2 cycles to do. Um, yes. So it's expensive for them to do it that way, but it maintains the feel and aesthetic of the game. So that's why you're seeing 15 bucks as a price tag. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you're not gonna, I don't care what techno babble you throw at me. The point is, is 15 bucks for one pinball table that what that. Look for fifteen bucks. I got, I believe, at one time twenty-two or twenty-three Zen pinball tables. Mm. Okay, that's a lot of variety for that price point. You're offering me one table of that variety, and if I'm not, uh, I didn't play it back in the nineties. Yeah, you don't. So have you're to... looking at me being a New Year's. I have no sentimentality whatsoever to it. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. Tough sell for you. I don't. <laughs> it's a tough stuff for me. I mean, it's the, well, think about it like this way. You know, we've been talking about uh, currently Farsight, if you don't know this already, has a Kickstarter going for the Doctor Who table. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, a Kickstarter that is struggling. Yes, <laughs> it is. 
And one of the things that people have talked about, and we've mentioned it before, is why not charge a premium price for premium tables? You know, why not charge? And and when even with these Kickstarter tables, most people, it was 10 bucks was their max out. And these are for real tables that people grew up with. Yeah. So if yeah. that's a max out price of that, now you're asking 15 or five bucks more for a table that was purely ever digital, has no licensing whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, and that's you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I have a different perspective on it because I backed it as soon as I saw the Kickstarter and waited very patiently for them to deliver on that. Um, uh, so yeah, I got it for a lot less than that because I was an early adopter. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if I saw it on the Google Play Store, for for reference, it it isn't that expensive on Google Play. Like, um, I don't think it's fifteen bucks. On Google Play, I think it's more okay. like six or seven dollars. So I don't know why I they've gone higher on Steam. I think it's three dollars on my Google Play uh, here yeah. in North America. So I wonder why fifteen bucks. Like, is yeah. it because they're going to be doing cabinet support, or is it like are they going to have special PC only features? Keep in mind, at the moment, it's only one viewing angle, but they're going to be. Mm. Uh, but the first update will uh, likely be with the low view, uh, the lowest view. And then, but that'll be rolled out over all platforms as well. It's not just going to yeah. be PC. And then other features so, like cabinet support, um, multi-monitor mm. setups, dot matrix dis displays, the new physics. Okay. Um, the other two okay, tables. so if I was a cab owner, then I'd be like, okay, thank you. This will work wonderful for me. Um, Eventually. Because right. I haven't done to the it casual, To the casual user, it's, it's overpriced. Sorry. Well, they'll <laughs> look at, you know, particularly like in this in this modern age where people have mobile phones and PCs, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking about um, people that have, you know, access to both storefronts and they'll see the same product essentially on Google play for $3 or $4. And then they'll go over to Steam and go 15 bucks. You're going to have to, you're going to have to fill me in here. Sport. Why that's what, that's what happened when, when angry birds went on to PS3, you know, mm. here you got a 99 cent app that would give you the entire thing and was getting massive amounts of updates too, you know, like when you know, level mm. updates, they dropped that thing on PS three and they were asking, okay, I want to say five bucks and it didn't even have half the levels that had been come out. It's yeah. never been updated since. I mean, it was like, why, why in the world am I paying this much? And then later on they came out with, you know, the, I guess what you'd call the full version that had everything. And they were asking 20 yeah. bucks for it. I'm like, <laughs> some, this thing is designed for my phone. I'm going to play it on my phone for virtually free, you know, as opposed to on the console. Yeah. You're offering nothing new. It's All not. you're doing is just bending people over. Mm, it's weird. Anyhow, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with the one on Steam. It might be that um, for your premium price, that might be the, the platform that gets the updates first or something like that. I'm not sure. It'd be yeah. very interesting um, yeah. to likely. see what they say on the forum. Yeah, it might be interesting to see what they say on the forum and pose the question um, on the the forum and then just maybe um, update the thread uh, with the answer because I, I don't usually go to the, that forum very much. But uh be interesting to get the response from the developers on that and why they priced it the way they did. All right. All right, you have your mm -hmm. mission. Go forth and uh, see it. Thanks for calling in, buddy. All right. Well, uh, Jared, for, for a show that we didn't... Uh, 
think that we'd be able to fill out how much we've filled it out nicely. <laughs> we've, done, we've just gone and filled it out with uh, about 47 minutes of stuff. So Yeah, yeah. see, I, I, I never uh, worry about us uh, falling short. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. We shall wrap it up. So uh, yeah. thanks again, everybody, for listening <laughs> to the Blockade Podcast. We do this every Sunday on blab.im. Look us up. We're usually scheduled for 12.30 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, that would be Pacific Standard Time, so 3.30 Eastern and God knows when uh, for elsewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you get to see our ugly mugs and uh, sometimes you get to call in and uh, ask questions and uh, contribute just like Pinball right. was, just did. So, yeah, join us, won't you? Uh, we shall see you again next week, everybody. I have been Shut Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freebus. He has been Jared Morgan. We shall talk to you again next time. See you later. WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast and receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.